Shout out to Dylan Stowers and the Big Chair Gang, motherfucker. All right. You guys are in a gang together now. Big Chair Gang. Hashtag. Big Chair. Tells us every week now. Yeah, I know. New, she's the producer, I guess. What's her name? Um, her name is Mona. Mona, 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 Mona. So she's Italian. Yes, and she's always trying to tell me my business. Oh my god, I've been rewatching The Sopranos. I love it. <laughs> I've never actually watched the whole series. I've just I just kind of started in the middle of season one and oh, yeah. watched Tony's mom try and get him killed a couple times. And now Christopher just beat up someone in acting class. <laughs> Dude, the Tony's mom story arc <laughs> is beyond anything I've ever experienced in television. That is the most hateable woman. Dude, hateable person. Forget <laughs> gender or race or yeah. anything. Fucking Liv Soprano is the most hateable person in the history of television. It's unreal. And it's clearly David Chase just working something out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something went on. Something He's happened. got a problem with somebody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his mom. <laughs> you imagine being his mom and watching that play out on TV? You're just like, dude, David, why? People like know that I'm your mother. <laughs> when, they, when people... See you, they think of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's uh, Steve Sharippa and um, the guy that plays Chris? God damn it, I Mike know his Imperioli. name, Michael Imperioli. They have a podcast where they they go through and they do like a watch along type thing and talk about episodes. They had David Chase on, uh-huh. and it was one of the worst podcast episodes I've ever watched in my life. He was so uninterested in being there or talking about Sopranos. It was like, it felt like they were pulling his teeth. It was so disappointing. So disappointing. That's shitty. You created like the most, like, arguably, you could say top two, three legendary shows of all time. Right. he, He began the golden age of television. Yeah, because before that, t- television was bullshit. Well, before that, the only thing that was ever good on television, like in a in a sort of creative way, was Larry Sanders' show, and even that was just yeah, Larry I mean, Sanders was just a sitcom. Good. Larry Sanders' right. show was really good. Oh yeah, but dude. I mean, you could point to a certain to a few things here and there, but as far as like an episodic, right, dramatic television show. Something that everybody's talking about every week. Yeah. That shit didn't exist. It takes like, it's like laugh out loud funny. It's like trippy and artistic. And then it's also like, um, just like a crime show. Yeah. It's like everything. Dude, I, I remember, I think I watched it. I think about a year ago, maybe I started watching it during pandemic when we were locked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I was talking to you about it. And like, I had no fucking clue how funny that show was. Oh, yeah. It's It's, hilarious. Like, it's (laughs) it's so funny. And oh, my God. And Michael Imperioli, Chris Molestrano or whatever his name is, is is uh, what is his name? Um, Uh, It's Chris. I know that for sure. Chris. (laughs) I have it written down. Uh, Multisanti. That's a Chris Multisanti in acting class doing the A B exercise and then just punching the guy, (laughs) breaking his nose, running out of class, crying like (laughs) (laughs) 
so unbelievably funny. Like just and so like extreme. There's so much blood coming out of that guy's face, yeah. and they're all like crowded around him. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so fucking great. I love it so much. There's an episode. I can't remember what season it's in, but Tony goes to goes and eats Indian food with somebody. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure that goes well. And <laughs> I'm sure that's not racist at all. Cut to their house in the middle of the night. And he's just like throwing up and shitting. But the scene is shot from outside the bathroom door. And it's like the whole family outside the bathroom door. And fucking uh, AJ and Meadow are like, well, Mama, what's wrong with Daddy? And he goes, you hear him from the inside the bathroom go, I ate that fucking Indian food. <laughs> so good. The most over the top. And it's like fart machine farts, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like slapstick comedy. <laughs> it's like an SNL sketch. It's hysterical. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Um, and also, uh, so <laughs> real quick, it's also so fucking 90s that, like, yes. watching it oh, is dude, truly yeah. like watching my childhood in terms of, like, the aesthetic. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was actually thinking this exact same thing earlier today, uh, <laughs> watching it. I was just like, if I were to show my kids something like if I have kids, if I were to show them what my life looked like, it would be the Sopranos. Yes, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. Like you know, middle class, upper upper, we're around upperish middleist middle class people a lot. Also, just mm-hmm. like suburban. Look at this. Look at all of this technology. Look at these computers. Look at these cell phones. Look at this these clothing. Like all the house all of, decor. But like AJ, like AJ's fashion is so on point. He looks like all me and all of my friends. <laughs> like he looks exactly like just the suburban white boy. I had that exact haircut, the middle part. Oh, bro. (laughs) And then he gets it cut short randomly out of nowhere. And it's like not a good haircut. (laughs) I think he's wearing his like graphic tee from Mervyn's. (laughs) Mervyn's, California. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Joe Montana was the spokesman. I remember that. Oh, my God. 90s, bro. (laughs) I think maybe the uh, all of that. Is why well that and just he's a dope dude. Uh-huh. Like I just love Robert Eiler so much yeah. in his now his podcast career. He's like the biggest ball, baller ever. Never seen an episode of Sopranos, not once. Not once. Never watched it one time. Like just made his money and walk and went home. Yeah. <laughs> never looks back. Like he talks about it kind of like he's like, yeah, it was this crazy thing that kind of fucking ruined my life whenever I was a child. But at the same time, he got look at his, you know, at the same time, he's doing fine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let him down a crazy path. Oh, my God. That guy's story is nuts. Just go check him out. Uh, He has a him and uh, Mercedes, him and uh, um, not Mercedes Meadow. Is that her name? I think her name is something weird like that, isn't her it? Her name is Jamie Lynn. I'm an idiot. Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Lynn Sigler. Sigler. Mercedes. I've had too much coffee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Robert Eiler, Jamie Lynn Sigler, and um, Kasim G have a podcast called Pajama Pants, and I'm, I'm a big fan. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, the dynamics changed a touch because Jamie moved to Austin. Because she turns out she's basic and left LA for Austin. Fuck, by the way, serious? let's just say, you know what? I've been very, I've never said this publicly, but I'm going to say God. the three magic words that'll spark outrage and praise in the podcast community. And it's fuck Joe Rogan. All right. Because yeah. I hate that he started Thank this you. whole move to Austin thing. Welcome. Welcome, sir. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the dark side or the light like- side. <laughs> Fuck Joe Rogan and everything he's doing. He's <laughs> ruining Texas. 
He's ruining Texas. I oh my! Especially Austin. Far. I just hate people moving to Austin because I will be a firm. I will always say Austin is not as cool as people think it is. It's cool to visit. Yes, thank you. It's visit cool to visit Austin. Go to the festivals. Get a hotel downtown. Do a bunch of drugs. Get wasted for like a week straight. And then go back to your house and live a normal life where you don't do that shit. Austin is just like, it's unsustainable, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lived I there for party animal in my early 20s when I lived there. So I was kind of like a little unfocused, maybe, but and broke as shit. But um, <laughs> uh, goddamn, fuck off. Fuck living in Austin. Don't move to Austin. When I think about Austin, the reason why I have issues with Austin, you know what? And I will be the first to say maybe things change and maybe things are going to change, especially with the like mass exodus of New Yorkers and Californians moving to Austin. Maybe shit will change. But when I lived there, there was a very pronounced glass ceiling. Yeah. You couldn't make fucking money there. It was not even, even a- in corporate life. It wasn't even a glass ceiling. You can break glass ceilings. <laughs> like it yeah, was just like true. the ceiling. Yeah. It was just like like that was it. I don't know. I just remember showing up and immediately getting a show at the long center. Yeah. Just being like like, "Oh, this is easy." Um and they paid you $100? No. They paid me a little more than that. Yeah. No, much. Oh more. god. I remember doing shows at like uh, various places uh various little playhouses around Austin. And like one time I got paid 75 bucks. One time I got paid in beer. One time I got paid $150 and I thought I'd made it. That was $150 for like, like 10 weeks of work. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh God. Usually the rate uh, at uh, the starting rate back, you know, 10 years ago at Austin Shakespeare was 300 bucks. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot you did Austin Shakes. Yeah. So it paid rent for a month. There you go. And the, and if I had done more shows with them, I didn't really stick around to do any more shows with them. Um, I did audition for the next show and did so bad in my audition. It's like one of the, it was like one of those, it, was, it also was just weird. It was a weird format. It didn't make any sense. I was asked to perform a scene, a two-person scene by myself. Oh, okay. It didn't make any sense. And so I bombed horribly, Mm. like horribly. And uh, did not get cast, rather obviously. Well, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah, shortly, Um, you did Hamlet, right? Yeah. You were the gravedigger. Yes, and a couple other things. Yeah, I was one of the actors. Oh, one of the players. Yeah, nice. That was fun. That was my favorite part. That's awesome. the grave digger was cool too because I I learned I can't do it anymore, but I learned original pronunciation, which is oh, the yeah. you know the alleged accent that they used back then. We don't really know. It's our yeah. best guess. I watched the thing about that as a an RSC actor. Was did a a talk about original pronunciation and it was weird but awesome at the same like it's you know what I yeah. was saying it was like this is the weirdest shit I've ever heard but goddamn is it cool <laughs> well it for those that don't know original pronunciation is the accent of that Shakespeare would have allegedly or supposedly spoken in when it was written. So if you use that accent or use some of the rules of that accent, it really sort of opens up. um, It really, it just kind of opens up the language. It's like putting, you know, an ice cube and a nice glass of whiskey. It just kind of, it makes you, it it caramelizes. It makes it sweeter, makes the language stand out a little bit more. And we, not everybody did that in that show. They only had me, the sort of like low status character do it. Um, to kind of separate, you know, all the, all the, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone was doing like received pronunciation or just regular American accents. I don't know. Um, doesn't matter. It was a good show. I had a great experience there. 
I, nice. I thought it was a great production of Hamlet, frankly. Yeah, it I remember you me, talking very nicely about it. It led to me getting an audition with 600 Highwaymen. Which led to you moving to New York City. Right. So Austin Shakes is cool. Which led to audition. us becoming better friends, which led to us doing this podcast, which if right. you would not have played the Gravedigger and Hamlet, we would hey. not be sitting here doing this podcast right now. <laughs> It isn't that wild to think about? <laughs> That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about something that I sent you because it just made me laugh so hard, which was this tweet by a guy named Samuel Lanier. And he said, don't be afraid to go outside raw. No wallet, no phone. Your friend's paying for everything and yelling at you to stay nearby. And I texted <laughs> you and said, this is like half of your friends. And I just want to talk about that because it made me laugh so hard. It still makes me laugh. And um, uh, and I love you and your fucking insane friends that you bring around uh, even and to fuck up everything. But then at the same time, it's a great story once they leave town. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I attract just absolute lunatics. Lunatics in my life. But I am constantly surrounded by lunatics. Like I'm lunatics. One of them guys. I'm yeah. one of these people. I've been this guy around. I've been, you know, Matt's like introduced me to some people from out of town and then I'm just like I'm just like, "Hey, do you want to go uh, to this um a uh, performance sh- uh, art variety show. Last time I was there, a girl pulled a twenty foot rope out of her pussy. Like, <laughs> and you're just looking at you me guys. Like, want to go to Deep Bushwick to a fucking <laughs> warehouse? <laughs> Which, by the way, is a dope spot, and I love that place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That place, uh, Unit J. You should yeah. go if you're in New York. Go to Unit J whenever they start having shows again. It's dope. <laughs> I think it's kind of blown up now, but back then it was just like a garage. Where they played incredible music all the time. Yeah, it was so cool. Anyway, um, uh, yes. So I've definitely been that guy, but it just makes me laugh. That tweet made me laugh so hard because I immediately. It's like sometimes Matt will be Hank will be out and about with someone from out of town, and then he'd be like, "Hey, meet us at this bar." And then you get there, and your friend would be. And by the way, this is a fictionalization. It's just this, this didn't actually happen. Uh, Cause I don't want anyone to think it's called out. Anyone in particular is being called out, but like it, it, you'd show up and Matt would be with a guy that's like soaking wet for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, why are you soaking wet? He's like, well, we went to Washington square park and we got on the edge of the, of the fountain to take a picture and I'm fucking wasted and I lost my balance and fell in. <laughs> and then you now here we are in grassroots tavern. <laughs> yes. <laughs> here we are grassroots tavern doing, you know, <laughs> unspeakable things. Um, uh, my phone is completely wiped. And I forgot my wallet, the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, let's lasso this guy in all night long. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's actually, it's a funny thing. This reminds me of a, one of my favorite of all the group chats I've been in with you um, back when we <laughs> still had Cocksuckers Anonymous going. Yes. And it was right when Shane Gillis got fired from SNL. <laughs> oh, no. Where are we and, going with this? <laughs> and around this time, we had had a conversation about how I've somehow befriend lunatics. Yes. Okay. And Kevin was like, yeah, now he's probably about to be Matt's new best friend. And <laughs> Matt and you said, yeah, and he's just going to constantly bring him around, always defending him. Like, guys, listen, he's not that bad a guy. And I and I said, yeah, like I do with both of you all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, come back. Taylor, Taylor, we're leaving. Taylor, we're leaving. No, dude, I know. But, dude, you don't have your wallet. You forgot your wallet. You have to come with us. Your phone is dead. <laughs> you're not from here you don't know where you're going <laughs> okay well then where are you staying can you even tell me the name of your hotel because <laughs> you're gonna have to tell a cabbie you understand taylor all right well have fun and then he shows up at the next bar somehow <laughs> <laughs> and he's wet again he's soaking wet again 
Good Lord. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're right. It's something about, and you know, now that I'm in the restaurant game, it's just gotten worse. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just scumbags. <laughs> it's all your, it's your entire life. Dude, I don't know what it is. I'm Criminals. like, a, I mean, with the exception of, you know, you know, slight mental illness, you know, yeah, slight depression and anxiety. I think I'm, I, on the surface, at least I'm well adjusted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mary, yeah, you guy. are. Got an apartment so. and a car and a dog and you got you, know, you got your shit. You, you're probably one of my friends with his shit most together. Yeah, to be honest, like, dude, you throw me in a bar with some weirdos. <laughs> I'm making friends with the weirdos. <laughs> it's just the way it is. They just walk up to us a lot of times. Sometimes they start yelling at us. <laughs> Sometimes they're Yale professors and their drunken wives. Trying to sleep, trying to start like an orgy or like a train, get a yeah. train run on her or something. That was a weird night. That was really weird and awkward. And I'm glad yeah. we bailed when we did. Yeah. <laughs> she fell out of her chair. Yes. Also at Grassroots Tavern. At Grassroots. Guys, go to Grassroots Tavern. Are they still open? Uh, no. They closed like three years ago. Oh, real? Oh, yeah. They closed pre pandemic. That's how you know it was bad. That, how? Oh, I, I know that how. Place they were was, selling like $4 pitchers in Manhattan. That's true. It was yeah. it was $9 pitchers of Budweiser. That's what it was. Just unreal. Yeah. It was like that's like for those of you in Texas that just went like, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh that's actually <laughs> incredibly that's like free beer. That's yeah. a, that's free beer in New York City. <laughs> yes, don't tell me that it costs $9. I know that. It's like free beer. You have to understand. <laughs> and you get a dollar bowl of popcorn and nine dollar pitcher of lukewarm to room temperature Budweiser, mm-hmm. and yes. just get dirty glasses, <laughs> dirty glasses, and just get belligerent while somebody plays Bob Dylan on the jukebox, right? Or the or a live jazz band plays too loudly in the Way tiny bar. Way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really want to get saucy and get away from the jazz band, you can go in the back and play darts with the coked up doorman who should be at the door, but yes. he's playing darts. <laughs> but he's in the back playing darts. And he's from and Florida. His keys are out. <laughs> God damn, dude. I know you had some rough times here, but we also had some great oh, I had a blast times here. I just got over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. New York's so fun. New York's oh. no, uh, almost nothing but fun. Yeah. Which is not good for someone like me. Yeah. <laughs> God, dude, we had some good times. Um, and so more good anything, times to come. You're going to come visit. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Eventually. Things things are going to be getting a lot busier here uh, in a bit. Nothing's signed yet, so I don't want to talk about anything. But we got we got a good we got a good load in the shoot, guys. We're we're. Things are looking up. Hot mat summer is heating up. It is 90 degrees, baby. Bro, yesterday I was driving and because I had a bunch of shit I had to do. I had to go to the airport to get fingerprinted whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Then I had to come get Andrea and take her to a shoot in Brooklyn. It uh-huh. was 101 degrees. In New York? Yesterday. Yeah. The fuck? And poor Andrea had to go traipse around Prospect Park with a fucking 7,000-pound camera. Dude, it wasn't even that hot here yesterday. It was like 86. It was a fucking scorcher yesterday. And people are still eating outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking psychopaths. I was talking, to, I was talking to my good friend Sadie, who lives at 75th and 3rd, and she was talking about possibly going to get some drinks later that night but she didn't know about the heat and she was like yeah yesterday i was walking the dog and i saw these fucking stupid white bitches sitting outside eating thai food in a hundred degree heat and i almost threw up oh my god (laughs) thai food oh my god ew yeah she's like how are you eating miso soup and spicy noodles in this fucking heat spicy curry oh god (laughs) milky rice that's hot who are these people white women Uh (laughs) well we you know there's two types that are eating outdoors in this heat in new york city right now yeah and it's people that think that this heat is nice 
which to that I say, fuck, fuck you. you. Um, and the second are people that are still too afraid to eat inside. Yeah. God, which just to your shots, that, it's fine. Yeah. To that point, I say you're not ready to go out. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like get vaccinated, go to a restaurant, get vaccinated, live your life. Yeah. That's what it's there for. That's why it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, just do it. God damn it. Um, uh, let's, you know what? This is a great start. Uh, we haven't heard the recommendsies uh, song in a while and I kind of yeah. want, and I got, and I got some stuff. I, I'm ready. So let's drop it right now. We're all gonna die, it's our only guarantee Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me It's the Matt on that podcast recommendation All right, first and foremost, I'm gonna recommend to you a Twitter account, ladies and gentlemen um, Let me pull it up real quick This is... Uh, Christopher Montesanti weighs in on current events and it is at Montesanti uh, thoughts. That's T H O T S. Uh, the, the pin tweet, the header tweet is him is Christopher Montesanti from the Sopranos uh, sitting at a restaurant. Uh, he's smoking a cigarette indoors and Hell he yeah. says, uh, it's called a non-fuckable token. They're worth so much money because they're made of computers. <laughs> uh, there's another one where Christopher's just sitting at a at a dining table. He looks like he's trying to negotiate something with someone. He's looking up, so he's got the lower status in this tweet, in this in this shot, and it just goes, "There's no way the aliens are real. Just flying around and peeking at the navy like some perv at a broad in a skirt. If they were UFOs, they'd be beaming up gumas and asking us to take them to our leader. Not you, Tone. I mean, no, no offense." <laughs> what is this? What is the name of this again? At what? It's at Maltesanti Thoughts. M O L T I S A N T I T H O T S. Uh, the the name is Christopher Maltesanti weighs in on current events. It's amazing. It's basically like that modern day Seinfeld Twitter account uh, that that uh, went viral like ten years ago. But adjusted to the Sopranos, they they also have like they they use screenshots of different characters interacting with Christopher and threads. Um, uh, it's it's just it's you, and you've got hours and hours. I mean, maybe not hours and hours, but you've got a lot of material to work with. Like I'm just scrolling down. Here's here's one from April earlier, the April 14th this year. Uh, she says, I don't know. It's Christopher outside the restaurant talking with Polly. Uh, he goes, I don't know, Polly, sending a sympathy card or some fucking thing like that. Sure. But going to Bertie Maynard's funeral, isn't that a little disrespectful to all those Italian sailors that died on the Enron Valdez? And then Polly's standing up, point, pointing with his two fingers at Christopher. And he says, You just shut your pretty little mouth, Christopher. The man ran for president. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> I can't recommend it highly enough. Oh, good. <laughs> Interior decorator. His house looked like shit. <laughs> oh man. Ooh, oh, I just God. followed it. I just fo I've pulled it up and yeah. followed it while you, you were got talking. To, guys, you that, got to. It's made of computers. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a non-fuckable token. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fucking great! Out and also, I, I think you'll agree with this. A uh, second recommend, Zeke. Go watch Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix, y'all. That was going to be my recommend, so I will join you on this one, dude. Y'all, you gotta go see it. It's on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix. Just watch it. It's. I find it odd. To, it's odd to me that stand-ups kind of keep Bo Burnham in their camp because he is so far beyond that frame that that framework of entertainment and content yeah. it's like like this this is this is a, a comedy show like i laugh it out loud a lot but it is per, it's performance art yeah this was a piece of art this was yeah 
I, this was a year long journey of a man alone producing a piece of art. It is, yeah. dude, it, it's fucking outstanding. It's, the songs are way too good. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're so good. And there's a part, oh my God. So, you know, Andrea's super into Twitch. Yeah. There is a part where he sits down as a yes. Twitch streamer to play a video game that's like a <laughs> slice of life video game, but it's him and it's like, it's uh-huh. like goals achieved. Cry four times, find the flashlight, play piano. <laughs> and he's, you can tell he watches a lot of Twitch streamers because he has all the everything down. As, while he's like in the little corner of the screen as the trip it's right, just so right. good it's executed so well yeah <laughs> it, it, he he is and he really he addresses a lot he kind of yeah. like like he <laughs> but then he also addresses like the fact that like he like i love the it's right at the start he's just like uh talking about how so this was made during the pandemic over the course of 2020, pretty much from what I gathered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a um, year in his, yeah, just a year alone in a room in his house. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess that's his house. It's the most fucking depressing fucking place I've ever seen. Anyway. Um, I kind of wonder if, if he was just like, Hey, Netflix, just rent me an apartment, give me a salary uh, and, and give me a credit me card so a, that I can buy equipment as I go, because there's definitely, you watch the shit just pile up as the yeah. year goes on. And it's <laughs> like, Oh my God, you are, <laughs> you are like uh, giving a lot of money to Amazon. Um, <laughs> by the way, we have the same audio interface shout out to the focus, right? Uh, uh, Bo Burnham and Matt Butterfield both use that uh, material. Anyway, uh, we're not sponsored. I don't know why I shouted them out. Um, but please sponsor us. Um, uh, <laughs> and guys, it's just so good. He, oh, what was I saying? He he tries to talk about. So it's over 2020, and it, a lot of shit happened in terms of uh, everybody knows. I don't even have to say it. Uh, he's talking about social justice issues and there's a point where he goes, well, white men have had the floor for 400 years. So maybe I should just shut the fuck up. And then he just kind of stops. He goes, but that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Or the sock puppet. Yes. The sock puppet. Oh my God. So fucking funny. Like laugh out loud, like unreal, hilarious and very poignant. Yeah. I love how it's like the children. It's like a children's song, but he's singing about how all societies are are uh, built with blood and murder and genocide and rape and all this. <laughs> but it's like a children's song, and it's just like, oh my god! Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, the guy's uh, just on. The guy just went to a whole nother level with this man. It's right. It's wild. <laughs> well, it, and it's also crazy because he is like he was one of the first YouTubers. Yeah. Like, like just straight up. He would like everybody, like the whole model is Bo Burnham just in your bedroom uh, with your equipment that you use to make your content. That's yeah. what like, like that's YouTubers, right? That's yeah. From what I, I think can he tell. firmly falls into the camp of like gen one YouTubers, which are right. most of them are not really doing shit anymore. Right. But he, well, he then transitioned it into a show with into a showbiz career um, doing, uh, I guess it's stand up, but he always worked within the confines of stand up. Like, he was like had stand up specials and was on Comedy Central and, and shit like that. But then obviously, he talks about how he stopped doing that and he started making movies or he made that one movie at least and, yeah. um, and acting and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it's really just kind of amazing to watch him get back to his original sort of environment, which is just in his room with all the skills that he knows now at the age of 30 versus whenever he was 15. Yeah. And with way better equipment. Yeah. Way better (laughs) equipment, obviously, but also just better skill. Like he has so much more skill set now. His, his lighting design in this is just like out of control. It's so good his lighting like like i just i think i would like i would be interested to know if any light like theatrical lighting designers listen to this 
um, uh, if you saw it and what you think about it or, or because I, I was just so in, like, there's that one song where he's talking about <laughs> where he's like, a, he, he starts, he's in his underwear and he has a pink light and a blue light and a white light and another light all like on, like going from different angles. And then at the end, he's singing the chorus of the song and it has the three shadows around him like dancing with him and he's singing about like stupid up uh, my friends are all all my stupid friends are having stupid children and yeah he's dancing and it looks like three dancers are just dancing around him that's all just lighting design <laughs> it's, it, it just made, it just makes me so excited to watch like somebody be that creative it's like wow he created like a whole little fucking like boy band uh just with with lights yeah. Like light trickery. <laughs> it's and like, it's, oh my God. And the way he lights a lot of his shots, because they're just mm-hmm. shots of him just like like little shots of him just sitting there. Right. And it's lit like a fucking Tarantino movie. Like, right. like <laughs> the guy just knows what the fuck he's doing. It's great. It, and he's and and he never leaves the room. Well, that's not he for the most of it never leaves the room. Yeah. And he addresses his old like YouTube shit that was kind of like dicey. I only really remember the one thing that he did that was kind of dicey, but he seems like he seems to be really afraid of like a cavalcade of stuff coming out. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's it's also he also addressed in it that like I was fifteen, I was this and that, you know, like we just a child, sheltered. and it's in a completely different time and place. Right. So I think that was kind of the reason why he brought it up was like, yeah, I said a lot of shit that probably, you know, that isn't very good today, but at that time and place, it was not that bad. Yeah. Don't or not cancel even, me. Well, or like not even not that because I remember. Well, I mean, so, it, what it was, it wasn't not that it wasn't bad because it's bad. didn't but, react the same way that they react now. That's like, what I'm like, trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. People just didn't like you look at it. I remember seeing the one thing and it was just like one joke at the event at the end of a, of a car commercial that he shot where he's just like walking around a parking lot, trying to sell cars to people in the middle of like a church parking lot. And then he just randomly makes a kind of racist joke at the very end and then laughs at himself and it cuts off. And that's the only thing I ever, and I just remember watching going, Oh, that was kind of lame, but the rest of it was really funny. And that, and I moved on. I don't know. Yeah. I was also a sheltered white kid that was 15 years old at the time. So I was, I was Bo, I was exactly like Bo Burnham. So, um, <laughs> like that's probably why I reacted that way. Yeah. I was just, but, especially when you were a content creator in like 2005, it was a completely different world. Right. There were no, on the internet, there mm-hmm. were no limitations and nobody telling you you were wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, yeah, I guess there was no tw- there was no Twitter in 2005 when he was making right. When he was making dicey songs on the internet. It was just people watching his videos. That was it. So Most I mean, it's, shit was somebody so said to me the other day something that really I thought put. Oh, here we go. The boys talk about cancel culture. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard for somebody said it's really hard for people to be 10 years ahead of their time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was the environment you were in at the time. That's the environment you were in at the time. The internet in 2005 was a no holds barred shit show. And, and I just feel like less people saw it. Yeah. It was very much the underground. It was like not our the parents stream. Our parents were not on the internet. No. And we were for like a, a couple years at least. Yeah. Like I like there was like pre-parent Facebook. Holy shit. Oh my god, dude, pre-adult, oh, I say adult, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Pre-parent Facebook, I said, "Oh, buddy." Yeah, man, you just post <laughs> pictures of us like children just getting wasted. Yeah. <laughs> like, like and we all look like we're sick like, people are naked like it's just like i remember austin newman was naked in, in one picture <laughs> should i should we bleep that i don't know no, <laughs> he'll, he'll he'll be fine with it he, he's a good guy <laughs> he wasn't like naked naked he was he was covered up but he was naked <laughs> yeah 
remember, like I remember a professor finding that and being like, what is going on in APO? <laughs> we may have to disband APO. It's like, y'all fucking relax. We're all just kids. You can't put this on the internet. And we were like, what? It's not like our parents are on there. <laughs> yeah, little did we know they were right. Just right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever told their, whatever stupid motherfucker talked their mom into getting a Facebook, which led to her telling her friends to get a Facebook, which led to well, all parents having Facebooks. Should I'll tell you what did it. It's my grits. I'll tell you what did it was. Remember when Facebook was first created, you couldn't get it, get onto it unless you were a college student. Yeah. You had to have a college email address or you had to know a college student that would then recommend you. And you had to be like a certain, you had to be like at least 17 years old and you had to have like a, a brother or a sister in a college, in a college, in college. Because I remember my friend Rachel, now Rachel Napolitano, she got me onto Facebook in 2006. Oh, shit. Yeah. Before I graduated. So I was like one of the few high schoolers with Facebook. I'm fucking nice. cool, dude. I yeah, didn't dude. fucking get on Facebook until I got to Texas State. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. I, I, I was we were still rocking the MySpace, man. Oh yeah. six, oh seven. Well, I used MySpace for music that I made. Like I would make all these stupid music projects and I'd put them on MySpace. And now I can't access any of them. And they're on some hard drive somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere I have those songs. Uh, but I used to like put all these stupid all this stupid shit out. It was fun. That's on MySpace. Good. And we and we used my I used MySpace a little bit for social networking, but once I got on Facebook, I was like, "Fuck this shit!" It's for kids, <laughs> yeah, children. The fucking top eight, the social eight, hierarchy of your friend groups. Top eight, baby. Who's your Who's your Who was in your top eight? Oh, definitely Colin and Patrick. Yeah, and then at that time, probably like elsie shabatoni and melanie scurlock and i don't even remember who was in my top 10 i think i put bands in my top 10 i mean i'm just thinking about who i hung out with at the time yeah you know (sighs) old guy old guy internet talk (laughs) so that's recommendsies um go check it out y'all go check out bo burnham and then christopher maltasanti on, on, on current day events uh wrapping it up wrapping up I'm telling you, another terrible. Wrap it up. Is that Eric Clapton? I don't know, but <laughs> Eric Clapton is, songs uh, it would make sense if it was Eric Clapton. Scott Eric um, Clapton's a pretty shitty person. It turns out he's just an old fucking white guy. What do we? Th- I mean, what okay, are we? This, are we? Sorry, yeah, you're right. Like, you I mean, make a very good here? point. Like he's <laughs> he's older than my dad. Like of course he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's like you know when you you know when you get to be in high school and all of a sudden your grandfather isn't like cool anymore and then you kind of start talking about it with your family and everyone's just like oh yeah that's just the way he's always been but you're not a child anymore so he doesn't act like you're a child you, you know what I'm talking about that's yeah. Eric Clapton that's exactly who he is of course he sucks yeah he, the only only good thing he did was was cream everything else is just snooze fest. Lethal Weapon soundtrack. Get the fuck out of here. I've always thought he was overrated. Like, I I dig some songs, obviously. Like, Wonderful Tonight's nice. He's fine. Um, You know, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I hate how much people have told me he's great. More than you know what I mean? Like yes. he's the greatest guitarist of all time. Like, fuck you. First of all, no, he's not. I know five better guitarists down the street. <laughs> sure. I don't know about that. He's a great guitarist. He is very good. Like he's don't don't get me wrong. I but know, he just I'm mostly being he, a dick. Yeah, but he just um like just has no personality in his playing. Like like he's just like he's a very by rote, just like. I don't know, man. No, I, I don't feel know. You. I feel like you. there was this fucking um shit. Oh, a friend of mine. Him and his dad went and saw Eric Clapton in concert and said that he came on stage, did not ever once talk to the audience, just played mm-hmm. songs for an hour and a half 
put his guitar down and walked off stage. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the worst concert I've ever seen in my life. See, my dad would just would tell you that he went to go see, he won tickets to go see Eric Clapton on the radio one day. And he went to that concert and cried. He, my dad loves Eric Clapton. So we're in, we're in murky, we're in murky water right now. Cause he oh, definitely boy. listens to this. We're behind enemy lines. <laughs> <laughs> dum, 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 behind enemy lines. With Scott Butterfield. <laughs> hey, he was behind our enemy lines. Now we're here behind his enemy lines. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's like I say, I like some songs, but I, I don't think he's this generational fucking artist no. like people make him out to be, but I do no. like some songs. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's that's the diet. Don't have me, bro. We're not quite there yet. Oh, anything no. else? Anything else interesting happening with you? Uh, you got how's the new job going? Have you started yet? You haven't started oh, yet. This is my last week at the old job, and then I'll have like I have How'd to they take, take some. The news? Are they beg oh. and plead for you to stay. Did you, were you like, if you, if you give me 20 grand more than what they're offering, I'll stick around. And they were like, please, here, take it. And then you were like, no. No, when I told them how much they were paying me, uh, the big boss was pretty much like, yeah, dude, I can't compete. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know. You think I don't know that? (laughs) I'm here every day. (laughs) I know how much money you make. (laughs) Yeah. I literally see the books. Yeah, <laughs> I know you can't compete. That's why I'm telling you as yeah. my though weeks notice. Nice. How's that? How, how, how's tricks or are, are thing? Are people showing up? People you got you're still full every night. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we're over projections every night. So money's, you know, the restaurant's doing fine and it was cool. doing fine throughout COVID because we could sell to go margaritas. Right. Right. People just to get go, wasted at home. To go money was through the roof. Good, glad to yeah. happy. Good, 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 good. But other than um, that, I have to go. So I had to go get fingerprinted yesterday for the new job because it's in a secure environment. How did that go for you? <laughs> oh, that was fine. But then they gave me this packet and were like, "Here's your study guide for your test." And I was like, test. "What? I have to take a test? What test? A test about security in airports?" Right. Yeah. So well, that makes sense, I guess. That's something I got to do now. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> You'll be fine. I know, but I don't want to study. I, I got to do driver's ed. Re- what? Why? I got a ticket. Oh, you mean you got to do defensive we talked about driving? This. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do the comedy defensive driving online. Yeah, absolutely. Just click, 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 click. Yeah, I actually I did a comedy defensive driving online and I thought like, oh, this is going to be so dumb. And it was actually very funny. Really? <laughs> yeah. Online. It was funny. That's interesting. Yeah, it was like videos. And then I did um, an in-person defensive driving mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. I've done in that Houston. Too. And that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Whenever I did it, we were at a Red Lobster and it cost like 120 bucks and we got some red lobster for lunch and the comedian was pretty funny i don't remember his name he never really fucking broke out past that point as far as as far as i know but he was very very funny and i remember i'll never forget he goes all right now we're going to review for the test um yeah see <laughs> all right now write down b all right, now A. Now A again. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> we were all just laughing, like dying laughing at that point. It was like six hours later. <laughs> we're like, are you fucking serious? This is all we were going to do? You were just going to give us the answers? <laughs> Mine was also at a seafood restaurant. Uh-huh. And I actually remember the name of the comedian. It was Ray Barnett. Okay. I, I don't think he like broke out or anything, but Hey, if he's still out there doing comedy, I bet he's a, yeah, I bet he's a road dog. Yeah. You were hilarious at that fucking seafood restaurant in Houston, bro. Doing <laughs> defensive driving in 2007. <laughs> it was real fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Did 
Did I tell you how I fucked up that whole that whole scenario at first? This is no. a dumbass Matt story. So I <laughs> um, suddenly, uh, you know, I got that ticket and it was just so like it happened so quickly and just seemed like no big deal. It was just like, what the fuck just happened to me? Um, and I just kind of forgot about it. And then I moved and then I was like, wait a minute, I got to fucking deal with this ticket. I pull it out. And it's like at, this is at 430 on a Monday the Monday after I moved here uh, to Dallas and uh, it's like you have 12 calendar days, not 12 business days to get this settled. And then I looked and it was day 12 at four 30, baby. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> I go, I try to call them and that didn't work. They just never picked up the phone. They put me on hold and then forgot about me. So at around 4.55, I get onto their website and I look up uh, and their website sucks dick <laughs> in not a fun way, not in an enthusiastically con- consensual way and sort and of like a more like a way, prison way in like an unhelpful, not going to get you their way. Lots of teeth. And um, <laughs> it, it was just like, it, like you had to go from. So I had to like figure out what my fine was they wouldn't just tell me what it was on the website like i couldn't enter in citation number yada 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 and this is how much it is so i had to figure out okay so it was and like it was you know it it was at this certain time of day um i've and i and i see a price and then they're like all right now to pay it you have to go to this third party website this is all through the government's like they're linking me to it. So I trust it. They're like, you had to go through this third party uh, website and then they'll send it to us tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like shit, I've missed it. But I do, I look up what the, what, what my offense was and how much it usually costs. And I just send that. Right. Right. And, uh, uh, and then I'm like, and then I, I'm like, I think I had texted my dad or some, all of a sudden it comes to me. That I was like, oh wait, I could probably do defensive driving, and so I looked that up and learned that with that, it would be so. Like my initial fine was pretty hefty. Let's just let's just I'm not gonna say what it was, but let's just say for let's say it was ninety dollars, right? Okay. It was more, but let's just say it was ninety dollars. And then I find out that the fee for defensive driving was like forty dollars. comparatively to the actual prices you know what i mean like it was less than half of what i paid Uh. and and like and i'm like well fuck uh so i and and you had to be permitted you had to be uh given permission from a judge to do it um but i could with them i still had some time left right uh so like the day wasn't technically out yet so they would see that i started this uh, on, <laughs> like at five oh one on the twelfth calendar day, oh and God. and I and I send it and and I wake up the next morning and they've approved it before I've even woken up, and uh, which I get up early, like I was up at seven thirty and it was our, the judge had already sent it through, said yeah sure you can you haven't gotten a ticket in so many years here you go and I'm just like well okay and then they were like uh, so go ahead so now you owe the forty dollars as well. Uh, un- unless you've already paid it, but but that that was like the 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 caveat was unless you've already paid it, this is what you owe. And I'm like, well, I've already paid the entire fine. Do I still owe the forty dollars? And eventually, I just go to the courthouse like the uh, that day uh, to talk to, or not that day, I had to work, but whenever I could get there, I go to the, to the courthouse and, uh, the woman is just like, boy, what did you do? (laughs) I just show her all the receipts and I explained to her that I'm a, that I'm an idiot and I forgot about the ticket and I did it on the very, on the very, at the end of the 12th day, but I'm like being charming and nice and making, and like very self-effacing. And she, she kind of laughs for a bit. And by the way, I went there after school. So I'm there at like four 30 again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the end. You're in a sweater vest. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I got my Garland ISD badge on <laughs> <laughs> like, please be nice to me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice. Please be nice to me. 
And she just, she goes back and talks to somebody and was just like, all right, so you're going to be refunded the difference. That'll work. Great. She's like, but you need to be on top of it um, to make sure it actually, the refund actually goes through because they're not going to try very hard to make sure that it does, (laughs) but you've paid, you're paid up. You're fine. You just got to do the paperwork. So everything's fine, but God damn it. I'm, it's just like, why? Like, I just, I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) I drive myself crazy. Uh, It's one of those things that happens and you you put it in your fucking glove compartment and you're like, I'll get to it later. And then you have your real life happening. And then, yeah. (laughs) So I got a refund from the city of Garland. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Um, so that's what's up with me, bro. I don't really have it. Do I have a don't at me, bro, this week? I was trying to think of one, and like, I mean, I'm I can always find a don't at me, bro, from restaurants, but yeah, I mean, because that's just the whole industry, yeah. But you know, I'm not really feeling doing a restaurant don't at me, bro, yeah, yeah. Ghost tours, I'm what if we just didn't do don't at me, bro, this week? I think it's possible that we don't have to it's our yeah, show yeah that's true it's what if we did show. what if we did one of those things where it's like a don't at me bro about something we enjoy Ooh. don't at me porn hub premium uh yeah get oh, get real y'all come on get, are you fucking serious why would i ever use that anyway <laughs> Now, something I enjoy. Don't at me, Michael Che, with your fucking HBO Max special series that was hilarious and insightful and really creative. Don't fucking at me with your funny bullshit and your, I'm funny guy. I'm from New York. I'm Michael Che. I make people laugh. Don't at me, bro. (laughs) And don't at me, HBO Max's hacks with your great storyline about a canceled millennial going to be the assistant of a Joan Rivers type uh, Las Vegas comedian uh, presenting all sorts of new challenges and a sort of coming of middle age story and end of age story uh, all at once. Uh, Don't at me with that wonderful narrative and hilarious uh uh, plot line and jokes and issues that happen as well. And so that enlightens us to the glitz and glam of Vegas showbiz while also uh, questioning its relevance in a modern age uh, through humorous anecdotes and wonderful relationships that get developed. Don't at me with that shit. I don't love it. At, don't at me all elite wrestling producing one of the best pay-per-views in the last 10 years. Don't at me with your outstanding wrestling and storytelling don't at me with your top-notch production quality don't at me all elite wrestling double or nothing 2021 don't at me modest mouse for always releasing records for whenever there are really huge shifts in my life like like high school graduation or recent breakups or now a new career you're always just in tune with everything that i do and align myself with and i and i love it so much and i am so grateful that the that we're only a couple of weeks out now from a new modest mouse record even though it's probably not even going to be there even close to their best record i'm still so excited to know that my favorite uh, band is still putting out some of my favorite songs all always during sort of a different chapter in my life so that I can bookmark these steps and watch my own personal growth. Don't at me, Modest Mouse. Don't at me, Jason Isbell on the 400 unit for rescheduling your fucking Pier 17 rooftop concert that I had tickets to last summer. Don't at me for coming back to New York and making my life a shitload better because I get to see you live in concert. Don't at me for being my favorite songwriter in the world right now. (laughs) And don't at me, Marvel Cinematic Universe and Disney Plus Universe with your incredible, incredibly vast library of entertainment 
entertainment to pull from that that just builds on top of each other and gets better and better with each release. Obviously, not every movie is perfect or every show is great necessarily, but nonetheless, the fact that the content is there and builds on itself and creates uh, a sort of relationship that the entire fandom shares with uh, people as they grow and 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 achieve things that the that were nary thought to be possible in a world uh, uh, that uh, that we could exist in, uh, but nonetheless uh, provide hours and hours of entertainment for me and my family to enjoy together. Don't at me, Mar- MCU. This was fun. This was great. That's a good this way to end the great. podcast. Hell yes. At <laughs> MattBerry06 on all the social media, mattonmattpod at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, at Twitterfield on Twitter at Matters on Instagram. Please, 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 please follow uh, the Matt on Matt podcast on Twitter at Matt on Matt Pod. Um, that is uh, my only. Re- that is uh, obviously I share the account with uh, you, but it's my only public facing account right now. Um, uh, so just. Uh, if you want to see me troll people, follow that uh, account and also uh, for updates on the show. Um, Shout out to Dylan Stowers and the Big Chair Gang, motherfucker. All right. You guys are in a gang together now. Big Chair Gang. Hashtag. Big Chair. That'll be the title. That's the title. Big Chair Gang? Yeah. I love it. All right. Yes. All right. Talk to you later. Love Bye. you. Love you.